this episode. So there's sometimes where we get so focused on something um, that we miss the big picture. And there's a whole bunch of examples of that. And so this is uh, this is in Scandinavia, you know, media, government, etc., etc. And she's great at her job. Described as a bit of a perfectionist, exactly what colour she wanted for the house, for the interior of the house. And it was a it was a, a particular shade of sage. Exterior use only. Anyway. La da 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 da, you know, I'm just painting the house to oh shit moment. And then there's a twist. Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. Now, Mark, I believe you have a story from, you know, recent past, if you like. Recent share past. With... And, it, and it's, it's not just about the story, but I think some of the things that, uh, how this story came about that we'll talk about that might be of value. So we'll share the story. We'll talk about you know, some lessons, you know, some ideas about why it works, et cetera. And in this case, I'm going to change a few of the details, names, country, company, uh, because it's a current client. So I'll just de-identify it a little bit. Cool. So with that, with that, <laughs> without, with without sort of uh, announcement, yeah. very good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll just, with those few caveats. So there's sometimes where we get so focused on something um, that we miss the big picture. And there's a whole bunch of examples of that. Well, this Example was uh, shared with me just before Christmas, and uh, so uh, it's a big company that run their or they organ a big company that's global, and they they organise by country. So each country has a country head, etc. Yeah. And so this is uh, this is in Scandinavia, and the the legal counsel for for that country, her name is Ingrid, right? Not a real name. Ingrid is, so she's lawyer, uh, you know, legal counsel, very, very serious job dealing with a lot of you know, media, government, et cetera, et cetera. And she is great at her job. Totally, I like, really good at her job. Um, early 40s, so lots of experience. And people, her, her person who told this story described her as a bit of a perfectionist. Okay. Right. She likes to get things right. Uh-huh. And a Apparently, Ingrid is also very, very keen at in doing the, the old DIY, the do-it-yourself at home. And so she's a perfectionist, and she knew exactly what colour she wanted for the house, for the interior of the house. And it was a it was a, a particular shade of sage. Particular shade of sage. Yeah, wow. I don't know about you, but I didn't even know that sage had a shade. Yeah, there were different shades. Anyway. She wants the perfect color, and she's going to a whole bunch of different hardware stores. Can't find the color. Right, she's starting to get really frustrated, and she goes into yet another hardware store and finds the perfect color. Walks out with two great big cans of paint in her hands and goes home and starts painting a house, and it's all going very well. She's painted about a half of her house. This is the inside of her house, and yep. of course she does it. She's you know she's a perfectionist, so she does it very very carefully takes quite a bit of time and it's, you know, it does a really good job. And she finishes the first can of paint and uh, opens the second one and stopped to read the instructions on the paint. And she was very surprised to read the instructions that said, under no circumstances is this paint to be used indoors. It's been treated with a particular type of you know insect repellent and uh, it's very dangerous to health if it's used indoors. <laughs> Do not use it. <laughs> oh dear, yep exterior use only anyway um 
uh, Ingrid had to go and get a professional to then, uh, she had to move out of the house and, you know, she and her kids had to move out of the house and the house had to be stripped. All those walls had to be stripped back by a professional. Um, and she was so focused on getting the right color sage that the details of whether it was an interior paint or an exterior paint kind of uh, so slipped her by. So anyway, <laughs> it's a great reminder about uh, how we can get so focused on something we miss a big picture and how, you know, I don't know, something I'm not very good at, the importance of reading the instructions. Right, exactly. <laughs> you only do that when things go wrong. That's, yeah, it's like that's, if, if you're doing the IKEA thing, you only read the instructions. Yeah, yeah. When, when you've got lots of bits left over. Tell oh, me, have, wow, you ever done, have you ever done an Ikea thing where you've got most of the way through it and then realise you've done it all wrong? No, I avoid Ikea things. I avoid just about everything to do with building or, you know, constructing. Ah, okay. So I don't, I, I just don't have the tools. That's the best way. Even if they give me an Allen key, you know, I let someone else do oh, that. So you even know what it's called, mate. You are. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have the knowledge, but uh, it's the will is missing. Yeah. Um, now, that's a, that's a nice one. It sort of reminds me too, Mike, that... You know, you don't have to have big, amazing stories. You can have something that, you know, a funny incident that happened, you know, just before Christmas that makes a nice business point, right? And and I think the thing about that is relevance. I think a lot of people would have the similar experience of done something similar. So as soon as you hear a story about painting a house, you know, it's a DIY sort of person who's doing this thing. They're very focused. They're very particular. I would imagine there's a whole bunch of people listening to the story going, yeah, I know someone like that or I'm like that. You know, it's it's one of those things that I think you get connection with that story very quickly, right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah nice. it's, it's very, it's very normal. Yeah. It's, very it's a normal, normal thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Which I love. I love that uh, thing. And in fact, as you were, telling the story and, you know, especially with the whole Sage, you know, our graphic designer, uh, you know, of course, appreciates and knows all those colours. And and just yesterday she was telling me that uh, we were both talking about Dan Pink's book uh, called When, you know, it's all mm -hmm. about the science of when you do things. And she was so keen on it, she got the, um, what would you call it, um, the gift that you get given if you pre-order the book and it's a T-shirt with When on the front. Right? I've right. got one. You got one of those as well. <laughs> so did I. So did I. So we were laughing. We were laughing at how nerdy we were. And uh, but she said, but, you know, mine was supposed to, she said, you know, mine was supposed to be green. But I think the inkjets weren't firing correctly because the green was not quite green. It was, and she was like, it was a sage uh, turquoise, you know, like she had a name for it. She said, I, I think I actually prefer that. You know, it's quite a, oh, it's kind of a weird green, which I really like. Anyway, it, and again, it just shows you how a story will trigger another story. Right. Yeah. And I think this is the connectivity bit, which is so interesting about storytelling. Yeah. And it's, I, I love what you said there because the, that story that I just shared about Ingrid yep. actually came about because my partner, Michelle, had walked out of her office just earlier that day and told me about another story. Right. Right. I then shared that as part of a, a group coaching call and somebody told me the Ingrid story. So is that right? Like it triggered yeah. the Ingrid story. So yeah. Michelle had told me, I, I'll tell you the story. It's kind of an interesting story. She walked out of her office after a coaching call and uh, was uh, asking for people for examples 
um, of uh, you know things that they've done, you know, ways that they've engaged with their uh, with their audiences when they're training. Right. Um, one lady who is head of she does all the training at a call center, um, and uh, she said, "So you know, I've got lots of tattoos. Uh, my hair's pink, uh, and I dye my eyebrows pink as well. Right? That's, yeah, that's what you do. But before you dye your eyebrows, you need to bleach them." And I'd gone to the uh, to the shop to get the bleach, and they didn't have my normal bleach. And so they said, "Oh, maybe you need to go to the to the uh, pharmacy around the corner." And I went to the pharmacy, and I told them what I was after. And the lady behind, "Oh, yeah, I've got what you want. And this one's really cool. This one's really cool because it's got a built-in applicator, right?" And she she gets it, and she goes home, and she smears the um, the the bleach on her eyebrows as per normal, and the smell told her that things were not right. And then she read the instructions and the instructions said, uh, this is actually hair remover. So <laughs> bleach. And she, and this lady had said, well, okay, lesson one, read the instructions, but lesson two is, you know, for us in call centers, just like that lady behind the counter at the pharmacy, we need to make absolutely sure we know what the customer's issue is yeah. so that we can respond to it properly. So anyway, I told that story that triggered yet, yet another trigger the Ingrid story. And one of, one of the themes going through all this, I think, is, and it's a big issue that we're talking about in, in Anecdote at the moment, and that is how misunderstandings happen so simply, right? We think we understand, right? But all of a sudden, you realise at some point along the way, usually when you're trying to get something done, you've got a total misunderstanding of, of the situation. And I think stories can really help that you know like in terms of getting people to tell you the story not just telling stories but listening to stories right getting person to you know imagine if the as she's buying her paint you know ingrid's buying her paint you know the person selling that paint sort of says oh tell me a little bit about you know how you're going to use this and she can tell the story about how she's going to paint oh no 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 you've got the wrong paint for that right you need this paint over here um you know those misunderstandings start to melt away i think when you know, you sort of do the stories back and forwards, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, let's let's go back. What things we like about the Ingrid story? What what are the bits in that story that you love to tell? Um, I, I, I this is really corny, tiny little thing, but I really like the image of Ingrid walking out of the store with the two big cans of paint. Is that right? Yeah, yeah it's good, just, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just that little thing. You know, I can just because you know, like I've walked outside out of a paint shop with two big cans of paint and it's kind of like anyway so so that little detail i yeah. enjoyed telling yeah 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 no it's good i think there's a um because there's an element of danger in that story that sort of increases the drama right that you know it's poisonous you have to take a family out of the house you know it was it was like especially as you were literally you know reading the instruction or the reading the can out for us in the story or her as she was reading it um you know all of a sudden it, it happened very quickly you went from la da 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 you know i'm just painting the house to oh shit moment right <laughs> i think that's great anything with a fast contrast like that yeah is is a, a strong story yeah. well the, you know the old normal normal twist yeah it's right, a perfectly right. normal 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 thing and then there's a twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's good. Um, it's a short story. It's a story we we all can relate to. So I think these are good elements. Anything that you would 
add to the story or do differently or tell it differently. Um, if you were to, obviously, you're going to recap the story, I'm sure. But what do you think? What have you changed, actually? You know, because you probably told it a couple of times. Is, is there anything in it that you've changed in the telling? Yeah, look, from- the, the first couple of times I hadn't, because I took detailed notes when um, when the when it was first told to me. Yeah. And so uh, I knew, like in my notes, it was, uh, you know, Ingrid is the general counsel. Right. So but I, I didn't say that. I just said, oh, she was, you know, a lawyer or something, right? It right. kind of amps up the stakes. Also understanding, I, I thought it was by saying that the, organi- the, the company operates by country and she's the head of, legal for the for yeah. the country kind of you know that's an important anyway raising just kind of giving an image of the sort of person that she was so yeah i, I didn't think do that, little, that the first i didn't do that the first few times yeah it was a little character um yeah. sketch wasn't it you know the yeah. beginning to help us understand that yeah yeah no that was really good i like that really set it up for us um radio let's what about let's, you what let's about you? What did well you... i like the story i don't think there's that much i would change with it i thought it was told really well um, and, and it, you know, it was about the right length for the type, you know, how there's a sort of a length for the impact of a story, you know, sometimes someone will tell a really long story, but it doesn't have any impact, you know, so you sort of, there, there must be some ratio, you know, there in terms of length and impact. Uh, yeah. Haven't, haven't really thought about it that much, but it just occurred to me that, you know, that sort of about the right for the sort of impact that you get. And, of course, you, you really need to just practice the story a few times, as I've done with this one, right? I, I started telling the story, and now it's really easy for me to to, to tell. Um, and getting feedback from other people uh, has has helped me. And I, I think I mentioned this morning when we were, we were chatting about another issue that I was in a group coaching call just recently, and a lady told a, like a four-and-a-half-minute story. Yeah. And, yeah, like it was an okay story, and it had an okay point. But it was wait, you know, like it was just wasn't worth. <laughs> it was not worth the four and a half minutes. Yes. I then asked. I put people into breakout rooms in this call that I was on, and and said, pick somebody else's story and retell it. Now somebody told it, retold that same story in one minute forty seven, and made us a, a top notch point. And it was it just the value of that story amplified enormously. Yes. Right. And could the original teller appreciate it? Do you think? Yeah. Oh, and. Totally right. The, the the lady who told it originally had included all these details that she thought were essential, but when the other person told it, realized she realized no, no, these are not essential at all. They're completely superfluous. Right, right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, going back to the Ingrid story, what are some of the business points um, that you would apply? I mean. Yeah. Right. I I, I I I went for two. You know, like I, my my introduction, my relevant statement was around how we can get focused. Yes. And miss the miss. miss you know, the we get focused on on one detail and miss the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And the other one, of course, is uh, uh, reading the, the importance of reading the instructions. Um, <laughs> uh, another one might be you know where people are uh, bucking the rules. You know, they go, I don't want to do it this way. I don't want to follow the process. I want to do it my own way. And blah blah blah. Maybe you tell that story to go, hey, look, actually, these things are there for a reason. And if you miss steps, things can go wrong. Yeah. And it's it's like that old um, adage in like I did do woodwork as a as a young fella. And I remember it was all measure twice, cut once. Right. And it was sort of, you know, it's sort of a reinforcement of that idea as well. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Just as a, a 
uh, one of my Christmas presents was a whole bunch of my underwater, Michelle got a whole bunch of my underwater photographs um, printed on canvas in you know, different sizes. And, I saw you know, it. Walls, but yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, measure twice, cut once. Holy smoke, man. I had to measure, you know, like there's, there's 10 paint uh, pictures. Um, there's three different sizes. There is an odd shape that I, I must have measured 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looked great. It looked great. It looked very organized. So, no, you did a good mm. job there. Um, okay. I think we've given a sense of um, uh, the points. Uh, how about we just get, jump in and give it a score? I'm going to give this a... A six and a half. Ooh, six and a half. Right. I'm, I'm, I've got a bit lower than I would normally go, but you were reluctant to give it a seven. Obviously, I was reluctant to give it a seven because I don't know if I would actually tell it. I don't know if it has the impact enough for me to actually tell that story. Mm. And because it didn't happen to me, I can't kind of tell it in that sense of, oh yeah, I was just chatting to this person. It's now gone, you know, a couple of steps away from the original telling. And so I think that might reduce reduce the impact a little bit as well. I know. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it. I'm giving it eight because I, I use it regularly, and, yeah. and I, I I will I use it uh, often as an icebreaker. Oh, had a had an interesting. I heard an interesting example the other day. Yeah, icebreaker. Da, da, da. So uh, I, I I use it in that kind of context uh, regularly, and also yep. sitting down over a beer or a glass of wine. Oh yeah, yeah that's a that's, that's, that's a an good, interesting. Yeah. Interesting little anecdote to tell. Yeah. 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 So, um, and and this is something that's worth, let's think about over the, you know, the next few months as, or, you know, we podcast every week, but um, it might be worth doing some, some looking at our tendency to score our own stories higher because there's something in that. You know, the, the, the closer you are, to, you know, like the ownership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's research pretty show, uh, shows that pretty clearly that we do love what we own, mm. right? what we create. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's uh, that's that's a good point. We'll have to factor that into all of our scores over the years. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you very much for listening into our episode today on Anecdotally Speaking. And of course, tune in next week for another episode on how to put your stories to work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.